0: Like painted kites those days and nights they went flying by
1: uh, yeah, someone you know I I, miss, I was on Imus this morning he had me yesterday uh, send them their, my five favorite songs I said hey, what are you Casey Kasem all of a sudden I mean so these guys are playing <laughs> the songs too Joel who who uh, Joel Holland, who, uh, who ran FN for a long time, he started as a salesman, then he ran the place for a long time before he went off to run at uh, Westwood One and, and some other radio entities, and now is actually kind of back because he's uh, part of the Intercom board, so he's got his hands back in uh, FAN among other things now. Joel, welcome. How are you?
2: We're here to all make you a new offer uh, uh, Stop, stop.
1: <laughs> but, uh, all right, so Tony said, you get to give me this
2: proclamation. Yes. So what do you have? The mayor stopped by. They couldn't. Oh, that was nice Mike, of him, thanks. Mike Francesa day. Oh, very nice, very uh, nice. 30 years, Mike, which 30 years of anything is really incredible. And you know what most people don't know is you begged to get in 30 years ago in Astoria, and now you're going out as the king. Thank you. That's very nice. Thank you. Which is really, and you deserve it all, and you've helped a lot, a lot of people along the way. And I hope you're excited that one of your protégés is going to replace you, Chris Carlin. (laughs) You know what? Uh, It's amazing how many guys came through, and
1: we did help a lot of people thanks to... You with your charity, uh, Tomorrow's Children, and, and all the different charities, FAN did a great job with the cha- Really did an amazing job with the charities He's, through the years. You created an industry with your charity. You did an amazing research work. Uh, turned something that was terrible into something wonderful. Imus with what he did, and then of course what you guys did, all did with Tomorrow's Children's Fund, built a hospital. Uh, I mean, just unbelievable. Uh, FAN was always very good in that regard. Did an amazing job with and raising I, money.
2: I, I have to. Lose Listen a lot the last few weeks. I was in the car. I live in the city right now, and you, you haven't taken a lot of credit for the charity work, and I appreciate that, but you never turned the charity away, No, Whatever but I, it is. You, know, you
1: guys deserve it. You guys did all the hard work. I always yes. felt raising money on the show was the easy part, so, but I was always very proud of F.A.N. did an incredible job of raising money. Never said no to all the different charities. Mel Comerson never said no. No. The station never said no. World Hunger Year's been there forever. That's an old one for Mel. Uh, obviously,
2: what you did with uh, SIDS and everything with that, I mean, you did an amazing job what you did with your you, charity. You and Chris took the time at that time to really... A lot of people didn't even know what sudden death syndrome was. But you know what? Yeah, you took the time to find out, do the research, talk to the families, raise a lot of money. Uh, but it was a multi- multitude of charities all over the place. No,
1: really, that fan touched a lot and uh, touched a lot of lives, which was really nice. Uh, thank you for this. And uh, so, you, uh, what about you? You know, I'm leaving. You going back? I mean, what? No, I mean, you're no, like no, in no, the mix no, now no. again. Just you're not. like the
2: consigliere
1: now for the That's for a good, be,
2: You're going to be the Consigliare starting Monday. People <laughs> nah, are going to be calling. Already,
1: you already have the job, so I mean, you're part of the uh, new, the new wave. company. The new company. would great. you tell them about Intercom? What do you know about Intercom that we don't?
2: Entercom is a great burgeoning radio company. David Field is one of the great young CEOs in in the country. Uh, He's very excited about the radio business. He wants to invest money in the product. Uh, You know, he was very sorry to see you go. He really wanted you to stay. Uh, but I think he's very excited about the new prospects in the afternoon, uh, new prospects in the morning. They just flipped 92.3 uh, to an alternative station. Uh, one of the things they've done is take eight radio stations across the country and flip formats where they were having problems. They just got the Minnesota Twins. Uh, so they really want to empower people. Uh, radio is a great business. He likes
1: doing te- He likes teams, right? He likes sports rights he and li- everything, they, right?
2: We have over 150 college and professional teams. Uh, so there's a big national component there. I think... Uh, with the CBS Sports Radio Network, you're going to see exactly So are you things. active in this stuff, honestly? No, just really at a board level. Okay. You know, they'll call me and ask me a question once right. in a while, you know, and you know, sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't, and that's fine. That's the way I like it, uh, and you'll see what that's like. Again, starting next week, people are going to ask you your opinions on things. Not and bad. And you're going to give it a lot of free advice. Well, thank you for this. Thank all you, right. Joe. My pleasure. Joel
1: Hollander Thanks. from FAN. That's nice. Thank you to the uh, mayor's office and all this stuff. All right, we have a guest, uh, Chris, do we? All right, welcome.
3: Mike, Ira Winderman, how are you?
1: Ira, how are you, kid? Nice I- to talk I'm to you. I'm good,
3: and I want to give people some perspective. People have asked me, what are you doing at a New York station? How did this come together? And I just want people to know that everything you hear from Mike is genuine to this point. I first met Mike and Dog when the Heat were involved in those great playoff series sure. with the Knicks. And the yep. two of them would sit with, next to me. That's how I met him on the Every baseline. time, yep. And and if anyone doubts Mike's sincerity on a talk show, he would do a talk show the entire game. Him and Chris would go back and forth. They turned to me. I was almost the umpire and the referee between the two of them when Riley came back with the fight with Patrick Ewing, with Alonzo Mourning, with Van Gundy hanging by a leg – That was all genuine, that the talk show didn't just run this incredible amount of hours on the air. It was nonstop, and and to see you two and hear you two, I could realize then why some people are successful in the business. Because, Mike, I have dealt and called in with plenty of phonies over the years who were actors trying to come up with takes and stuff like that. When you and Chris would sit there, and you guys did your talk show courtside, enjoying the game – That's what it has to be, and that's why I enjoy these last few years calling in, because you know what? either you're a real sports fan and you get down and dirty and you're into it or else you're a pretender and a poser. And I can tell people in New York, that's what they're losing right now is someone who lived this stuff, who was passionate about the stuff. And that's why I so enjoyed these last few years coming on because you always made sure it was about the players, about the game and about the sports. And you know what? Everyone needs that diversion, maybe now more than ever. And that's why Mike, it's been an absolute pleasure. I almost, I almost wish you could go longer, but I know somewhere, whether it's on a train, whether it's in a car, whether it's at your dinner table, the sports talk show will continue. Well, so thank it's you. Been my uh, pleasure, Mike.
1: And you did a great job contributing to the show. Uh, you know, you were, uh, I always brought people to the show. I thought it really brought a lot to the show. You always did. We always got great reaction to your segments. So uh, good luck to you. We'll see you along the way, but uh, thank you for your contributions to the program. Just
3: like you, I will be ranting somewhere always also. Thank you, Mike.
1: Thank you, Ira, very much. All right, next guest, welcome.
3: Mike, this is Chris Kay, the CEO of the New York
4: Racing Association.
1: Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? Thank you.
4: I wanted to call just to express my appreciation, uh, both as a sports fan and as someone who is responsible for thoroughbred horse racing here in New York, for all you've given us. I've listened to your program on so many occasions over the last several decades, precisely because you provide great insights and information about so many different sports. And as for our sport, we are so pleased by the way you convey the passion and excitement of Thoroughbred Horse Racing to your audience. We love the fact that you do your show at Belmont Park on the Friday of the Belmont Stakes Racing Festival in June. And again, you come to the Historic Saratoga Saratoga Race Course in August to do several of your shows. You are a true friend to horse racing in New York, and a true friend to all of us at the New York Racing Association.
1: Well, we're going to watch
4: with interest to see how you, your next chapter unfolds, my friend.
1: Well, listen, Chris, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, since you've been there, you've been uh, very, very nice to me and very, very nice to the program. I thank you very much. And uh, Naira is uh, something that is a uh, part of my life. It always has been. The New York Racing is. Uh, Saratoga is every summer. So uh, I thank you for everything that you guys have always been. You've, been very, you've all been very accommodating and very nice to me. And uh, I thank you very much for all of that. And I uh, wish you a lot of luck. And thank you for coming on.
4: Thank you. And the good news for us is, is knowing that you'll be back at Belmont. You know, I don't know if all yep. your listeners know, but you're a very successful owner, of course. I'm not so, that uh,
1: successful. I'd like to be more successful. But i tell you what, you know <laughs> what, I'm always trying and uh, I will be there and I'll be in Saratoga every summer. I would never go a summer without going to Saratoga. So thanks very much and I'll see you along the way. Thank you.
4: You're the best, Mike. Take care. Thank you,
1: Chris, yeah. very much. Chris Kay from Naira, the chairman of the board at Naira. Uh, all right, we have another guest. Chris tells me, so welcome.
5: We got more Kurt Warner here. Mike, how you doing, man?
1: Hello Kurt, how are you?
5: I am doing great. I just wanted to, to to say thanks for what you do for our sport and what you do for Sports Talk Radio. Always uh held yourself with class, always did it with integrity. I appreciate it when you covered me in New York and when you covered me across the league even when I wasn't there. Just appreciate how you did it, and uh, we're going to be losing a good one because uh, there's a lot out there that don't do it the right way and don't do it the way you did. So just always appreciated being on with you and listening to you and knowing that uh, I was going to get it done the right way. You were honest, uh, but, but really good at what you did and uh, just appreciated what you did, and, and best of luck in uh, in the next chapter.
1: Well, thank you, Kurt, and uh, congratulations on your career and all the honors and everything else. And, uh, and you know, I always tell people you handled – uh, a very tough situation in New York. Uh, incredibly well, uh, you you know, as you tooted and then uh, moved aside for a young uh, Eli Manning, uh, and then have gone on to such you know tremendous stuff. First as a player, and then of course uh, as a broadcaster. So congratulations on all you have accomplished, and thanks very much for always uh, coming on the program. I appreciate it.
5: Well, it is my pleasure, and uh, congrats on a great run. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day.
1: Thanks very much, Kurt. Kurt right. Warner. Uh, Chris says we have somebody else ready. So welcome.
6: You know, the idea was to put a radio guy who knew sports with a sports guy who was trying to learn radio. And honestly, as soon as you learn that you push the button and the red light goes on and the mic's open, you never shut up. And off you went. The rest is history. Michael, how are you doing?
1: Good. How are you? Eddie Coleman, of course. Uh, Eddie, uh, who was the guy, you know, Eddie was with me from the beginning, obviously, and uh, has been one of the great mainstays uh, of the fan. And uh, honestly, in the beginning, Eddie... Uh, when I, and we only worked together a short time because Pete was always out and they were always putting me yeah. up for Pete. Uh, so I, we never worked together. We had some really good shows and the show actually could have taken off and been very successful, except we never were together. We, we never spent any time together to get the show to have any traction because they always were putting me in the afternoon for Pete. And then the next thing you knew, I was gone. But Eddie's gone on, obviously, to uh, a terrific career in his own right. But, uh, he was my first, uh, host and the guy that, Really was a radio professional. He knew the ins and outs of radio and probably taught me in the beginning as much about radio as anybody. So Eddie was, uh, and always was very, uh, easygoing as everyone knows and very generous. And he and I have been uh, good friends for many, many years. So thank you, Eddie.
6: You know, I'll tell you what, uh, Mike, uh, they were grooming your repeat show and, uh, you know, you and Dodd together, uh, a tremendous combination over the years. You know, the, it, it's funny. You know, people think this is a glamorous business, and it can be at times. There's no question about that. Uh, you know, it's great. It's crazy. It's it's not fair at times, and uh, it can be a grind. And and you really have to grind it out. And uh, I, I love gamers, not not the modern day, you know, the e-sport gamers, but uh, the throwback guys that uh, you know, blue collar guys. And one thing I've admired about you over 30 years. Think about that, 30 years. Uh, you brought it every day. You really did. And uh, you were there every day, whatever the motivation, uh, you know, whether good days, bad days, didn't matter. That's not easy to do, and people have to realize that. And you did it on a spectacular level. And uh, you succeeded with a partner. You succeeded by yourself. Uh, you did what you set out to do, and, and, and not everybody can, can say that or do that. And, um, and you go out on top, too. So uh, cherish that. Uh, you should cherish it. It's been uh, it's been a great run for it. It it was a lot of fun uh over the years, you know, doing stuff uh during the show and uh at the beginning it's been uh it's been a long time, 30 years, but uh, you did it
1: great. Thank you Eddie very much. Thank you. I mean uh Eddie was Ed Coleman who was uh Really been there from the beginning and done a very good job and was very good to me in the beginning. Really did, because, you know, when I first started, Eddie had been in radio for years and years. He'd worked with Kurt Gowdy. He had been in radio, and I was just uh, one of the first shows I ever did I did with Eddie. And I was only been on the air a couple of days when I first worked with Eddie. So he was uh, very instrumental for me getting started in the business, really was. All right, we have another guest. Welcome.
0: Well, there are not a lot of people who could say they were there in 1994 when the Rangers won the Stanley Cup or in 95 when the Devils won the Stanley Cup or in 2000 when the Devils won the Stanley Cup in '03 when the Devils won the Stanley Cup. Mike Francesa, you were there. It's Pierre Maguire.
1: I know, Pierre. Welcome. Nice to you to come to the program. Thank you very much. And you've brought a, a lot to the show, Pierre. We've had a lot of fun with you through the years. You're a great character. You, you love your sport. And it's always been fun having you on the air during the playoffs. You've done a great job for us. So thank you.
0: Well, thank you for having me. Actually, the first time I think I spoke with you and Dog was back when they had the Heritage Classic, the first ever, November twenty second, two 2003, in Edmonton, Between Edmonton and Montreal. And I remember you asking me, is this a gimmick or is this something that can really last? And it's lasted. It's lasted a real long time, Mike. It's been phenomenal for the sport. And we're going to have another one uh, January 1st right at the Citibank Field between the New York Rangers and the
1: Buffalo Sabres absolutely I had the commissioner in the other day and he was looking forward to it and I tell you those have been those haven't been good for the sport they've been amazing for the sport those have been absolutely home you know some things just work those have been amazingly received uh the the worse the weather the better I mean it has been really they've been good on TV they've been good in person people have loved those events it's been
0: fantastic and I think it speaks to the spirit of cooperation between the NHL players the people at NBC Sports and the National Hockey League. It's just been phenomenal, the spirit of cooperation. If you were to do a, an informal poll, Mike, of all the NHL players and you were to ask them, what's the one thing you'd like to do besides winning the Stanley Cup? I bet you they'd all say playing in a Winter Classic. So it's a pretty big event. It's a huge event. It's our one standalone moment outside of the Stanley Cup that people really can resonate with.
1: All right, pick one-word answers right now. Okay. Give me a word on these teams, Devils. Solid. Rangers? Better. Uh, Islanders? On the come, if that's one word. Alright, who's the best team in the league right now? Tampa Bay. How good is Toronto? Very. Very? Yes. Can they win?
0: Uh, They'll need to fix their roster before the trade deadline on defense, but if they do, they can win.
1: Let me ask you this one because I had this conversation with someone last week. Can the Rangers win before they have to rebuild, or do they have to do some major work before they can win?
0: They can stay healthy, and if they can stay healthy enough down the middle, I think they have a legitimate chance. Their team is a lot better than what people think. I think Henrik Lundqvist, because he's become more aggressive, Mike gives him a legitimate chance. He's still in that window where he still has a chance to win. But they can't have any major injuries. You know, you see how much the injury to at. has hurt them down the middle. So they got to keep everybody healthy. But they still have a chance to
1: win. Thanks, Pierre, very much, and thanks for always coming on the program. Mike, Appreciate
3: gotta, it. I go.
1: Thank you, Pierre.
3: Thanks a lot, Mike. Take care.